Well, hello. Remember me? Or have y'all went and filed a missing persons report? <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. The enemy's been in my ear about this because mm, I have been known to start projects before and not finish them out. And with the podcast idea, when God put it in my heart like two years ago, oops, when I finally got the um, training to start it, that was one of my fears. It's like, are you really going to follow through with this? But I knew... I mean, I knew I was supposed to, but it took me so long to even get on the microphone. And I figured out that was the enemy, you know, trying to stop me. And so then when I started doing them, I really enjoyed them. But skipping weeks, it's not something I want to do. So then I skipped a week. Well, then COVID hit our home. So then it skipped two more weeks. I think it's been like three weeks that I've done one. And the enemy's like, well, see, you're failing. You're doing exactly what you always do, which is start a project and not finish it. And so I'm just like, no no what do we okay so what do we do when we when that happens well we just start again right i mean what what's the alternative give up or get up so get up and just start again that's all we can do so i'll be right back see y'all in a minute well, hey, y'all. Welcome to Claws of Confessions with Christina's podcast, where we're going to talk about the hilarious, not-so-funny truths about the Christian walk. Some people are called to speak on stages, but the Lord has called me to share my heart from my closet. Hey, I'm Christina, mom of three, married to my high school sweetheart, multi-passionate entrepreneur who has struggled with insecurities, self-worth, depression, and all that fun stuff the world has to offer. But God... He continues to remind me he is not intimidated by my mess. And when I spend time with him, he reminds me who I am and whose I am. So if you're ready to laugh and you believe Chick-fil-A is the Lord's chicken, then come on into my closet so we can talk through this crazy life together. So, yes, COVID hit our house, our home, and I did, let me tell you, um, I've dodged it for however long it's been out there, you know, and this whole experience has really showed me some things, and that's what we're going to talk about today on here is just some little lessons that God showed me, like, during this time, but um, it was a few Tuesdays ago, two or three, I can't remember, because your days run together. Have you ever been on lockdown quarantine and sick at the same time? Your days just kind of run together, so a couple Tuesdays ago, I had a, a, a friend in my salon um, no symptoms at all. Highlighted her hair, so I was around her for a couple hours. That Wednesday afternoon, she texted me and said that she started feeling bad. Tuesday night, went and got tested. Wednesday morning, and just got her test results back. So she was letting me know that, you know, basically I had been exposed. Um, but I still didn't really think, but I, w- I wasn't feeling that great. So I'm like, and you know, you're like, Aller- is this allergies? Is this an allergy? Is it sinus? You know, you just don't know. So I didn't get around anybody that Thursday um as a precaution to see am I getting sick am I going to get sick and then Friday I woke up feeling like poo took a home test and it was negative um but went to the doctor and took a three-day test just to be sure but I'm telling you what when that negative test I was like yes yes I cannot spend 10 days locked in the house with my whole family (laughs) That sounds terrible, don't it? But, I mean, I, that's what I was thinking because when everybody was on shutdown, you know, in 2020, I mean, my kids don't like to do homeschool. That's why I send them to school. They don't do good. Mama ain't a good teacher. Mama is a much better mama when they are at school. 
that's what I told somebody. I was, I'm the perfect mama until my kids get home from school. But, um, so I just started feeling really bad. Felt, you know, just got my test results on Sunday that I was positive. Um, so there started our lockdown. I, I think Monday and Tuesday was pretty rough. I, I'm telling you, the days just kind of run together. I did go and get an infusion, um, got some steroid shots, all that. So, but I know on like day 10, it's the first day I kind of felt pretty good, like kind of like normal again. I mean, it took a whole 10 days. But now, so now that I'm over that, I got, um, it's like a COVID rash or something. So it's not shingles, but it really reminds me of shingles the way it looks. It's like three different rashes. I mean, it's like shingle. One, some looks like shingles. Some looks like flea bites because I thought for sure there was a flea in my bed and it attacked me one night. I was so mad because I was just scratching, scratch, scratching. And then some of them were like little red, looked like blood blood blisters basically but when I tell you they itch when I tell you they itch like nothing else in the world that I've ever experienced I mean Thursday this past Thursday and Friday today's Sunday so this past Thursday and Friday I just felt like I was going literally insane like I was so ill I was so mad so on edge could not stop scratching for nothing. I mean, I was pouring medicine on me. Well, now a friend of mine just told me to be careful because you can put so much of that, you can get a chemical burn. I'm like, great, great. But um, when I got home from work Friday, I got a ton of stuff to take, like, you know, soaking baths. And I had started on the prescription, I think, Wednesday. So I felt like Thursday might have got worse because maybe they were drying up because they were like oozy, like fever blister. Was that, did that just gross you out, me saying oozy? But it was, they're like fever blisters, honestly. Um, and then some are big patches, some are small patches, some are all over my thigh or my arm. I mean, there's really no rhyme or reason on what's going on here. So Friday, I'd come home and I just had all kind of like, I have bad stuff and lotions. And I basically just get in my room and lay on my bed with no clothes on and just shut the door. Everybody leave me alone and I'm just steady putting lotion on, just trying to lay there, let that dry, not doing too much of nothing. But then Saturday, I felt real good. So I went to my sister-in-law's, went to the pool, which was not a good idea because apparently sun is not good for hives. So then last night at four o'clock in the morning, I was up from like four to seven, like, oh my gosh, like going crazy, crazy. Took more Benadryl, got in the bathtub, put lotion all over me, finally eased off to go fall back asleep. So it has been an experience, I tell you what. But these are some of the things that God has really showed me during this time. And so I'm just going to kind of go over that with you. And, and maybe, I don't know, if you even if it even will resonate with you or if you even want to hear about it or, or what. But that's what we're going to talk about today. So the first thing that he really showed me was that there had been some pride in my heart about this virus and about um everything that goes along with it you know i mean i was one of them no i am not wearing a mask i don't care i'm not wearing a mask they don't work and i'm not saying if they do or not i don't know but it's definitely showed me that we all have different way of dealing with things and we shouldn't let any anger or offense come in the way other people choose to me and my husband were going to for him to be tested we knew i had it no no we were going to get me medicines we knew i had it we didn't know if he had it 
So we both have a mask on in the car. <laughs> and, he, and the people were turning in front of He's like, you know them people are like, look at them too wearing a mask in the car. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally have done that. You know, and that's, we do do that. We do um, say things about certain things that we're ignorant about. You know, the definition of ignorant is um, not knowing something. It's not, ignorant's not something you're stupid. It means you don't know. And we don't know why people are doing the things they do. Why We don't know what is going on if both them people in the car are wearing a mask. Or the fact that somebody might be in the car with a mask and just forget to take it off. I've done that. And I'm like, oh, I see it now. But it's really easy to say what you would do when you haven't been there. You know, we're all like that. Oh, I would never let my kids do that. You know, they might not even have kids yet. Oh, I'll never let my kids do that. And then when they have kids, things are different, you know. And so he kind of just showed me that there was some pride there. There was some, um, I mean, that's basically the only word that I can think of is there's some pride there. I don't know the verse, um, let's see, James 4, 6, like, therefore it says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble and I I think that sometimes we take that first part of that verse that God opposes the proud and stop right there and we use that maybe against other people like "Mm mm-hmm God takes down the proud but then the last part says that he gives grace to the humble so when we humble ourselves and we come to him and tell him like I don't you know I think there's some in my heart I want you to to heal me from it. I want you to show it to me. I mean, that's what humility is, right? It's like admitting you don't know, admitting you're weak, admitting when you're wrong. And I think that sometimes we're like, we just take that pride part and we use it against other people. But are we being humble? Are we seeking his face and seeking his heart? You know, that should be our number one will for our life is to have a heart like God. And he loves people. I mean, he loves them. He, you know, he sees, I know for me, he saw me still when I was at my darkest, deepest pit. He saw me, he still wanted, he still pursued me, even when I was not wanting nothing to do with him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful. So humility would be, coming to him and telling him like thank you and not like having a prideful attitude about things that we say oh I wouldn't do this or I would do that and I'm this and I'm that when we really do not know we we don't you don't know what you'll do until you're in a situation you know talking to a client the other day and we were talking about just the state the world is in especially our country and like how pride is just so I mean, it's just, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm not doing that. Um, I rule my life. I make this, this, this and happen. You know, just very, um, and so much anger too. Just pride comes. I mean, that, you know, all of this probably stems from fear because whenever we are prideful, it's usually we're scared that something is either going to be taken from us or happen to us and so our pride wells up and it's a defense mechanism well see god still sees that too he sees that why we're being prideful about something maybe we are just scared you know and we don't know how to face it and so we like 
think I got to take care of myself because that's what you've always had to do in the world. And our Heavenly Father's different than worldly fathers and mothers and people who are supposed to take care of us, right? So he sees us there. And I think, I really honestly believe that when we humble ourselves and tell him, you know, take out any impurities in my heart, then that opens the door for him to show us what is maybe in there that shouldn't be in there. But it's all about being humble. It's all about being humble. And humbleness does not mean getting walked all over. Like, and humbleness doesn't mean like thinking down on yourself or like beating yourself up. Humbleness is saying, I, God, I am nothing without you. And the, and somebody, we and somebody were talking the other day and we were talking about, um, she was just really hurt about some things that somebody that she loved very, very much was doing. And she was like, you know, she, I'm just so aggravated because she's hurting herself. She knows better and she's hurting herself. And I, I reminded her, you know, if not for the grace of God, there go I. And you might think you would never get yourself in that situation, but honestly, we don't know until we're in it. I have... I mean, I have been there. I've had to eat words before that I said, oh, I'll never, never. In fact, I remember a time in my life, probably one of the darkest times in my life, I can remember thinking well, that would never happened to me. Or, you know, I can remember thinking I had a friend who was a more philosophizing science and, you know, existence than dependent on God. And I remember thinking, like, I'm so glad I'm not like that. Or I would never be like that. And then it wasn't very long after that that basically everything kind of started falling apart. And it was my pride. It was my pride thinking that I had this or that I was doing this on my own. That I was was staying close to God because I was so holy and righteous. You know what I mean? Like that's, I think during that time in my life, that's where I was at. Like not that I even knew or felt like I was bragging, but looking back, I see where... I did think more highly of myself and we had to remember that if not for the grace of God there go I and that we can't do anything without him and that we cling to him and it's only because of him and what Jesus did that we are even able to be in his presence it ain't because of nothing I do it ain't no works it ain't um being so good I'm not you know it's none of that at all if it weren't for Jesus I would not even be able to speak to God because Jesus was the bridge that allows me to even step into his presence because he's so holy that I could never be that holy. You know, I could never be that holy no matter what. What a gift he gives us to allow us to even, you know, just be in his presence. Does that make sense? So that pride was one thing that kind of he showed me during this sickness. Um, Another thing that he revealed to me is how much I go to other things for comfort instead of him and that was really evident when I lost my taste and my smell because I did not realize how much I mean it was all it would it will always it will almost make you depressed if you let it because I I apparently do <laughs> eat a lot out of just pure entertainment or comfort or boredom because when you lose your taste and smell nothing sounds good nothing sounds appealing you're hungry but yet nothing I mean you can't think of anything you want at all and it just really showed me that um you know and I mean I know that some people might think oh that's you're reading way too much into that but 
it showed me that food was an idol because it was something that I went to instead of God. You know what I mean? Like, like I held it up there like as a comforter and it's not Holy Spirit is. And I held it up there as entertainment and it shouldn't be my number one entertainment, you know, hanging out with the Holy Spirit should be, you know what I mean? So that's another thing that he really showed me is that I do turn to that. And it wasn't until I lost the ability to turn to it that I saw that. The Bible says that man does not live from bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So, you know, we think like, I have to have this. I I have to have this certain thing to eat. And don't get me wrong, like, yeah, we need food to live, but it showed me how much I depend on it for, like, joy. <laughs> and my daughter was at Fazoli. She's like, you want anything? I'm like, no. And I love some Fazoli's cheesecake. Have you ever had that? Oh, my word. And the breadsticks. I just smell your mouth. Mm. I can taste now, so. <laughs> but it really, it just really showed me. Um, it just, you know, brought that out. So that's another thing he brought out. And then I'll tell you a third thing that he kind of used for a lesson. Well, there was other lessons too. But um, so I have hives from COVID and like they drive me crazy. But what hives are basically is impurity, impurities coming out, you know, coming out through your skin. And it reminded me of what I heard on a podcast the other day about um, how gold is refined that uh hold on let me google it make sure i'm saying it right hold on so basically when they find gold which i guess they find gold i don't know what in the no not a gold mine coal mine no anyways wherever they you know it's reliquified in a furnace and then it heats heat with generous amount of soda ash and borax this effectively separates the gold from impurities and other metal traces so um when you know i'm not no scientist or archaeologist i don't think argue you know but when gold is refined basically they put stuff in it to make the bad stuff come out and then the person i think they like get all the impurities off the top or whatever so with these hives like i'm assuming it's like some of the covid junk coming out you know or Somebody says probably too much histamine in your body or something. I don't really know. But anyways, as I was driving, I was thinking that. I was thinking like, okay, so these hives have to come out. And it's not a fun process at all. But it leaves inside healthy. So whenever um, gold is being refined and it gets heated up so hot, the impurities come out, right? So when we go through things, when our life gets hard and difficult, then things, you know, if we allow it, if we look to God to it for it, then he will bring things out that he needs to sift off the top, right? Like gold. Then First Peter 1, 6 and 7 says, In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be to be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So our faith is more precious than gold. But we know that in human terms, gold is 
you know, very valuable, very, very important. But to God, our faith is even, he's, he's just using it to show the difference. When we go through trials, it pulls out impurities just like the gold does. So if he is comparing, you know, if you're comparing something spiritually to something that you can hold, then your faith would be compared to like gold. That's how valuable, which we know, you know, faith's more valuable. But if we were like trying to do like a metaphor or something. So the gold has to go through the fire. It has to. There's no other choice. So when we, when we have things in us that need to come out, then we go through them trials and we allow God to pull them out to pull them to the surface that's basically what these hives are is like impurities being pulled to the surface so they can get out but it's not fun going through it at all like it's not fun going through it but the outcome is worth it right same thing with our hearts when we go through things and and he pulls out um, and shows us like he showed me that pride he showed me that I was going to food for comfort. He's also showed me some fears that I had that I didn't know I had. I had anxiety attack like the first night I had COVID because I just, all these what ifs and I just had to like pull back and be like, okay, even if, even if this happens, God, you, you're still with me. You're not going to be surprised by it. You see me, you have me, even if, but we had to go through that fire to be refined. And that's what I told a girl. I was talking to her and she said, I hate you're going through this. I said, well, I just keep remembering, like, it produces perseverance. That's what, um, I think it's First Corinthians says, rejoice when you go through trial, for it will produce something, you know. And so, if this teaches me a lesson, if this reminds me, or if this gives me, um, if God gave me a, a visual or an idea that maybe when somebody's sitting in front of me going through something and I can you know, relate to them and, and tell them kind of what God showed me through it. If it helps one person, then it's worth it. You know, I was talking to a, a girl in the nail salon a couple of days ago, um, and her brothers passed away from COVID. And it was very, of course, it was very quick. I mean, he basically was 63 years old in really good health, went to the VA on a Sunday because of COVID, tested positive, but they sent him home with vitamins and then the next Sunday he went back, um, immediately got put on a vent and was and passed away four hours later, like so quick. And I said, you know, I know it doesn't help us down here, but, you know, I don't think he would want to come back. And she was like, she said, you know, that she, and she shared with me that she was praying that night and just like, God, please just give us a miracle. Give us a miracle, please, 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 please. And, and God spoke to her heart and showed her Jesus standing by his bed and that he already had a glimpse of Jesus and he don't want to be on this earth and it gave her a peace you know knowing where he was going to go of course and also that he we're the and that's what me and her talked about we're the ones sad because we're left here but he wouldn't want to come back he's in heaven and I told her I said you know we can't see the big picture but if his you know death produces one lost soul you know I mean I feel like saying that some people might think, uh, well, that's kind of mean of God to use his death. But she had shared with me that that's how her brother was. Like, he was worried about souls. Like, he was, you know, somebody else had passed away. And I think her, well, she lost her mom two months ago. So she said, you know, I've lost my mom and my um, brother within six weeks. And she said, but even at mom's funeral, he was worried about, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Like, that's what he was worried about. So if his death 
if the bigger picture produces a ripple effect that we don't even know how many people it could touch in his death. You know what I mean? So when we go through things, God can use them to help other people or to speak to other people. Um, I know from personal experience, the lady that changed my life completely lost her son. And because she lost her son, she would have really, really, of course, down bad days. And she would watch my videos and stuff on Facebook. This was even before I was doing any kind of ministry at all. I was in a really bad place. And I mean, I I think that she said she would go and, and laugh at my stuff, but it wasn't ministry-wise. I mean, it wasn't dirty and all that. I'm just saying. Um, I'm very open book, as you can tell, so I'm thinking of telling what I'll put on there, but, and I was, you know, thinking that her losing her son changed my life and opened a door for me to start talking about God again, because she called me, um, I didn't know her, she knew my mama, but she called me to tell me that, and to tell me that God was, God wanted me to know something, um, and that's a whole nother testimony, maybe next Sunday, but, uh, cause that was a good testimony. And because she said the words that she said, I mean, instantly when she told me on the phone, I felt the chains fall off of me. I started crying. And from that moment on, my spiritual walk was changed. And it was, you know, because of her son's death, that led to a ripple effect that is in my life has rippled out in the past five years, right? So not that I believe that God is like trading this or that or whatever, but we live in a fallen world. We have diseases. They're, you know, they're, they're not from, they're not God's perfect will for our life. However, he can use them. What the enemy meant for harm, he can use for good. Does that make any sense? <laughs> I'd be rambling. So, that's my COVID story. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, my husband got it. No, um, he was tired and he lost his taste and smell, but praise God, he never got real sick. My son had a headache. We don't know if he had it. We didn't get it tested. My other son had a little fever um, for two days. Doctor said he probably had it, but kids seemed to be bouncing back quicker. My daughter ran away from home and stayed away, so we have been so blessed. I just keep telling God, like, every night, like, thank you. Because, you know, that's the scary thing about about this virus is you don't know who is not, you just don't know how it's going to affect you because it's affecting everybody so differently. And you might have somebody completely healthy, not make through it, and then somebody that you would think would pass away from it, come out of it. And so it's just a scary, scary thing. And, um praise God, we had an easy case. I was so grateful, so grateful. And I know I've been ill about itching, but I'm so grateful that, that that's probably the worst part for me. I mean, I felt like I had the flu, my body ate and all that, but I could always breathe, never had any breathing problems, praise him. And, um, just, you know, so, all right, y'all. Well, let's pray. Okay. Let's pray for, um, for, let me just pray for you, basically. I'll just let the Holy Spirit lead. I don't know where he's going to lead. I'm going to let him lead, okay? Dear Father, thank you that we can come to you, that we're able to come to you, that that you gave us Jesus, that's that bridge, that we can be in your presence. And I pray for every person listening to the sound of my voice that you just um, comfort them during this scary time in the world and that you 
just give them peace and wrap your arms around them, whatever they're going through, whatever they're dealing with, whatever trial they're facing, that you remind them that coming out of it is refining and that if we allow you, you'll pull out the impurities, which is for your for for your will, your for the better good of our life, for more joy and more peace and, and more closeness with you, really. Thank you that we're able to go through that. Thank you that we're able to have you to depend on. We love you and we praise you and I thank you so much for Jesus. Amen and amen.